0: I promised myself 12 months ago
1: that I wouldn't drink again. G'day, welcome back to Still Not Drunk, the podcast about drinking by a comedian who doesn't drink. That's me, Aiden Jones. And today I'm sitting in a courtyard in Reykjavik. <laughs> I hope you guys are doing good. We got Nick Kappa on the podcast today. I'm super excited. This is the first bonus episode for Dry July. I'm hoping to be able to get two episodes out a week. I'll definitely be doing one every Thursday, but I'm going to try and get some out on like Monday, Tuesdays as well. This is the first one of those. I recorded this episode with Nick Kappa in April during the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And if you don't know Nick Kappa, I mean, he's one of the most unique, just singular voices in comedy. The dude, I've known him for like seven or eight years. He grew up on a farm on uh, the border of New South Wales and Queensland and um, he said to me I can't remember whether it was in this conversation or just in conversations afterwards that he was always a really creative dude and growing up on a farm he just did not fit in with any of these farm guys at all and he still is, he, I mean he has a bit of that country sensibility about him and the way that he talks but like he's just a very um he's a sensitive dude and he's a bit of a dummy you know like like a sweet idiot. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. I don't know how to describe him. He always is coming out with these weird, like songs or kind of conceptual ideas that don't make sense. I've heard friends of his say that he's impossible to write with because he'll pitch you an idea. Like a lot of comics will write together and, you know, what do you think of this or that idea or whatever. But writing with Kappa is just like he'll, – he'll be like, what do you think of this insane thing? And you're like, look, man, I don't know how you think that's going to work, but you've got form for making insane stuff like that work, so I reckon go for it, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, he's – um. He's got a weird brain, this dude. And uh, we talked about when he was younger growing up on the farm. And, uh, like, I think, again, me and Kappa have a kind of similar story and that we've both pushed it pretty far when it comes to drinking and taking drugs. And um, I want to say, I guess, we're both a certain kind of man. Like, we've also probably gone uh, like or, or put too much stock in getting self-esteem from just sleeping with women in the past. I think I, I, I hope he would agree with that from the conversation that we had. And um, we talk a lot about that kind of stuff and about drinking in general. And um, a big thing for Kappa and part of why I was really excited to talk about him was that he had cancer a few years ago. He's t- he's just recently turned 40. And in his late 30s, he was diagnosed with testicular cancer. And uh, he's such a beloved figure on the Melbourne comedy circuit. And and the scene rallied around him and put on a big fundraiser to raise a bunch of money. I think it was about $35,000 to pay for his chemotherapy and uh he's through the cancer it sounds like things are going well for him in that way which is amazing to hear but having something like that happen getting cancer um i think really changed his attitude towards health and taking care of himself and just drinking generally and uh over the years that I've known him, you know, I've and I mean I've grown as well, but you could totally see the growth and the growth that he talks about, and it's a, a real joy to see where he's at now with creativity and comedy and his relationship with himself. So it was awesome to talk about that. The uh, drink that we drank this week was N. Uh, no, sorry, it was V. No, V. No, like V. No, the white wine. Um, it's a white wine made by the South Australian winemaker called Patriti in Dover Gardens in Adelaide. I read a bit about them. I talk about it on the pod as well. Sixth story, actually. Oh God, my phones. I was like, "Where's my phone? My phone's fucking recording." The um, what was the guy's name? Giovanni Patriti, right? In the 1920s. Came to Australia. Oh, I think my pen just fell down the crack in this fucking patio. God damn it, <laughs> <The> Gio- <laughs> Giovanni Patrini. You know it's funny. I, th- I in my mind, I'm like, this is the more professional of my two podcasts, and I'm trying to keep it that way and be all professional and present it. And then something happens, like the wind blows my pen down the gap in a bit of wood on a patio, and I'm like, motherfucker. I, was like, I don't know, I don't know how capable I am of presenting something fully professional. Anyway, this guy Giovanni Patriti, uh, got on a boat from Genoa in Italy thinking that he was on his way in the 1920s to go and meet up with his sister in America and he got off the boat in Port Adelaide, they just went, they took him to Port Adelaide, he got on the wrong boat or whatever it was. And he just made a go of it, and within a year he was leasing a vineyard in Adelaide, and he was making wine for the new Australians who were coming from Europe. And uh, it's turned into a, you know, like a a, a family run business for coming up to hundred years it'd be now. And they started making alcohol free or like uh, grape juices, I think, in the seventies. And then in the last twenty years, have started making alcohol free wines, and they've got a sparkling wine and a red wine as well. So we sat down and had a drink of that. As always, the podcast is sponsored by anadrinks.com.au. Those are the suppliers for all the alcohol-free drinks that uh, or definitely the ones that we've filmed in Australia um, because they are an alcohol-free drinks platform where you can get all of your drinks if you want anywhere in Australia. They ship around the country. They've got anything that you could possibly think of. I love the range of stuff. They're always sending me the best new shit. So anadrinks.com.au if you want to get your alcohol-free drinks. And I think that's pretty much it. Oh, the one thing that I thought was funny about that story, the Petridi story, was like Kappa and I, I think, are both the kind of person who, like that, that's like a bit of an airhead move, right? This guy thought he was going to America and then he wound up in Australia. I mean, that's definitely the kind of thing that I could see Nick Kappa doing. This is a guy who traveled across Europe wearing a tuxedo on a bet, you know? He's like, he's always doing weird, crazy shit. And then also though, he makes a go of it just like this Petridi guy did. So there's your little link. There's your connection. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. If you are, give us five stars on Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're listening on and follow the Instagram um, still not drunk pod for all of the reels and stuff that I'm putting up and share them with your friends, man. If you're enjoying it and you know someone else who is like maybe sober or thinking about going sober or just like cares about alcohol and cares about drinking cool stuff and you think they might enjoy some of the conversations on this podcast please give it a share to them and with that i hope you guys enjoy this conversation between me and nick capper some bread.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a great experience coming here to Coburg, beautiful, I don't know, it's, uh, I live in Abbotsford, so it's kind of like a bit, uh, you know, it's very Asian, a lot of Asian restaurants and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: of course, on Victoria Street and yeah,
0: that. Yeah, yeah, man.
1: I learned how to use chopsticks on Victoria Street. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was like 21, moved to Melbourne, I used to live just on the Richmond side there in North Richmond with all the crackheads and stuff. Mm, mm and um, learn to yeah. use chopsticks at Loy Loy. Oh, Loy, you know, Loy's Loy, Loy. rules. Yeah. I love man. Loy Loy. Yeah. They, do they still do it's like a $10 lunch special? Yeah, that is great. I that Between that place and Lentil is Anything, the pay what you feel, i.e. free yeah. place at the, at the convent, that got me through like 2012 and 13, I reckon, those two places. Did they close down, Lentil as Anything? Yeah, they did, yeah. man. It's the saddest thing. I loved that place. Yeah. And yeah. it's like so student. I mean, yeah, I just, I used to walk there. I remember I used to walk from it was Baker Street, which is the one back from Victoria, and it's like a twenty minute walk to the convent. And I used to walk there like three, four days a week and get food. Oh yeah. And uh, I remember being of the mindset. I don't know. Maybe I think. Yeah. You, maybe you relate to this. I used to have. Such a like poverty mindset You know Mm. I was like Man I need to just prepare For like the moment When I become homeless Mm. When everything falls apart and I remember the walk along the river to the convent. There's like a, a steep uh, embankment with trees. And I always used to walk by and be like, if I'm ever homeless, I'm going to pitch up a tent in there <laughs> 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 and like have a nice little canvas and I'll have like a pallet and put my bag so it doesn't get wet and that'll be my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I
0: stupidly never worried about those things. No. Even though I was probably broker than you. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. I was-
0: yeah, you know, I was I was, yeah, awful, but... Yeah, I don't know. I never, I never had those backup plans. I, I always
1: was just panicking. I think I was just. I don't know uh, what it was. There was something about it. I was just like, I'm about to be homeless. I reckon.
0: Man, yeah, yeah. No, when it's over your shoulder, you're like, fuck. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm extremely lucky. Yeah. I, I I'm. I've got bad luck, uh, but I've also got really good luck in the fact that when I'm just about to, when things are just about to fucking fall. You know, face first, that uh, something else springs up and it saves me. Yeah, but, you yeah. figure it yeah. out. Yeah, figure it out, man. Right, that's sick, but, bro. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man, no, no, it's great. It's good being here. It's like, so what What are we doing? We're doing alcohol-free. Yeah, we're
1: about to drink an alcohol-free Bev. That's the yeah. pod. Um, We're just gonna have a little chat, you know. Yeah. Um, The bev that we're drinking today. So I don't, you know, I don't drink. You still drink. Yeah. We're talking about drinking. It doesn't matter if you're sober or whatever. Yeah. The whole idea of the pod is like, I feel like whether you drink or not, alcohol is such a big part of the culture that we all have stories and like ideas and whatever about it. So we're just gonna kind of chat about that. Man,
0: that's great. Yeah. No, it's a big thing that's uh, been a been a part of my life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I, I I now. Now I have such a better relationship with alcohol yeah I did, uh, I did chemotherapy and uh yeah because I got testicular cancer and uh-huh. I couldn't drink oh really period I couldn't drink or anything yeah at all at all yeah uh For and like, it was, what was
1: that six months
0: yeah four to five months okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was probably about six months because the chemo affects your taste uh-huh and everything and I tried to drink a few beers and they just didn't they Didn't affect me at all, really. And it they didn't, ta- didn't...
1: It, was it like the alcohol didn't affect you or the taste, or
0: both? Both, yeah, yeah. Nothing. It just tasted like this fizzy, flavorless thing. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and didn't do anything to me,
1: man. Well, that is a perfect place to get to, yeah. And we'll go back to the start and talk about your history with drinking, and yeah. then I reckon we're going to wind up there. That's a good little. Yeah. Arc to this convo. Yeah. Um, what we're drinking today is Vino, V. No, alcohol removed white wine. Uh, it's like wine grapes from South Australia. Um, I want to give a little shout out. i got a sponsor, mate. What oh, wow. about that? Yeah. Um, ANA Drinks. They're an alcohol free drink store. ANAdrinks.com.au. Get all your alcohol free drinks. Um, they deliver to all over Australia. They've got everything you could possibly want. And uh, they're sponsoring the pod. So big shout outs to them. Now, let's get into this, Whoa. mate. We obviously don't have to drink the whole bottle, but have as much as you want. This you is know. crazy. This it's is cool, a, hey? a
0: whole, uh, This is a, an element of, of drinking I've never experienced.
1: What, wine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you drink wine?
0: Yeah, I do drink wine. Yeah, man. Yeah, You don't yeah.
1: strike me as a wine guy. Hey, cheers, oh, brother. Cheers,
0: mate. Cheers. Uh, hmm. That's nice. That's really nice, man.
1: I'm always sceptical about the wines. It's pretty good, hey? I read about him. It's like an Italian migrant from, uh, like, came. How funny is this? I actually re- went on the website of these guys. So this dude came from Genoa in Italy in the 1920s, yeah. got on a boat, thought he was going to America to mm-hmm. hang out with his, like, to, to, like, you know, meet his cousins and move to America. Got off the boat in Adelaide. All oh, right. This was like, I live in Adelaide now. You know, (laughs) how nuts is that? That's just how it used to roll. (laughs) And then he was like selling ice creams at the Botanic Gardens and then him and his brother bought like a bit of land, vineyard and they whatever and now they're like a big wine producer in Adelaide.
0: Man, that's amazing. Adelaide has the best wines. Adelaide does have the best wines. It must be the soil there or something.
1: Yeah, I think it's the Uh, arid climate.
0: Yeah, the best reds. I think the best reds I've ever had are from Adelaide. So
1: you really know about wine?
0: A little bit, not not a huge amount. Like I, uh, I like m- my favorite white would have to be uh, like a Viognier.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> I, I don't like, know anything about that. this. Is sick. I like yeah, a, okay. you know the
0: peppers of a Viognier is a little bit of uh, pepper in it. It's, it's not. I don't know. I would say spicy. I don't know too much about wine, but okay. yeah, yeah. But that that's that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, like, I, I used to have a sweet tooth. I used to like Chardonnays and all that. I still kind of do. Okay. Can't get into a Pinot Gris.
1: Oh, uh, man. One of those guys. No. How did you come to be so knowledgeable about wine? You're already, I mean, like, I don't know shit about wine. Yeah. And you already blowing me out of the water here. I, I don't even know, like, a sweet tooth Chardonnay. I'm like, is that a sweet wine? That's crazy. <laughs>
0: not all of them, but yeah, yeah. It's renowned as, you know, yeah. the easy drinking one.
1: Do you drink wines pretty regularly?
0: No, no, man. Not much. No. Okay. I, uh, I just. Yeah, uh, years ago I worked in a like a five-star bar in England. Right. One of those eating houses.
1: And they're in the like middle a, of nowhere. Like a Michelin thing?
0: No, it was like uh they own all the pubs in England this place. Oh. Not all the pubs, but Oh, okay, yeah. And they're they just, like
1: one of those big companies that own, not like Weatherspoons, like a nice one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, it was like Wetherspoons, but yeah, it was like uh it, every pub looked like it was owned by one person you know what right yeah I mean? yeah yeah i forget yeah. what it was called the duck or something like that uh-huh but yeah so the, and then they gave us a course on uh drinking and uh it kind of uh ruined my my life a little bit <laughs> like th- tasting all the different wines uh-huh. and and this was before craft beer this was nearly uh this was nearly 20 years ago probably wow. about 15, 15 16 years ago okay uh so i was i my relationship with drinking at that time was just Drink to get drunk, yeah, totally. kind of thing. But I still had a little bit of a a palate. I wanted different beers, mm-hmm. you know, like I was one of the dickheads who would get a Coopers Green, oh something man, like that. Man, I'm, or, I'm
1: from Adelaide. Coopers Green was yeah. the whole thing in Adelaide.
0: Yeah, Tui's extra dry, yeah, uh, yeah. rather than just the Tui's. I would get the the fancy one or whatever. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, all my mates drank Ted's. at
1: yeah. the Yeah, I was going to say this yeah. is like because you're about five years. Like, what are you? Thirty seven.
0: I'm forty. Are you forty? I'm forty, man. Oh no, yeah. shit! Yeah, I had no yeah. idea you're forty. Yeah, yeah. Turned forty last year. Congratulations,
1: yeah. my man. Yeah, well done. Yes. Forty on the chemo. Yep. But I, I, um, maybe that's a like the gap in out because I'm thirty-two. Yeah. And you're saying too is, or maybe it's because you're from the country. Because you're saying two is extra dry. Like, it's like, I was, you know, I liked my fucking fancy beers at two is extra dry. Yeah. But when I was coming up, two is extra dry was just what everyone drank. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, yeah, too is extra dry was just released, and then it did become what everyone drank. Okay, but, right, right, right. But, and same with Coopers. Yeah. You know, but before then, Coopers was like a rock and roll beer. Yeah. You'd see it on the back of the heavy metal magazines. Okay. The marketing was incredible for Coopers. Like, really? they did. Incredible things where it's, it made it feel like it was an American beer, you know, with the logo and stuff, because right. all the other logos were the same, 4X and 2E's and, right. and VB, they're all the same, but Coopers looked had a, had a know, look of distinguishment thing. and Ooh. the way it looked, um, and then, uh, yeah, all the rock and roll bars always had Coopers, and, right. and it was a cool thing. You know to, to get to drink your beer your and, roll and roll it. Yeah, roll they had the it, glo- yeah. they
1: came out with the glove. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like a tiny little bit of merch to fucking. So yeah, funny, man. man.
0: Yeah, so uh, so yeah, and then I I was at this eating house and they were like taught me about all the German beers because uh-huh. uh, the British you know they're incredibly narrow minded. So they come in and they go Stella, please, and we're like yeah, we don't yeah. sell Stella, and you just watch them <laughs> watch them fucking. Like, oh my god!
1: <laughs> How <laughs> well, old are you when you're here?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it must have been about 24 or okay. something like that. Yeah, 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 so, so around 23, 24. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then they also uh, gave us a bit of a wine tasting course, so we knew all the different wines. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, what it was- What was the
1: vibe down at that venue? Were you living in the- where was it in the UK? Uh,
0: it was near a town called Twyford, Twyford. Wokingham.
1: Wokingham, Wokingham. Yeah. That's like around London, right?
0: Yeah, no, it was probably about two hours out, I think, oh, on the okay. train or an hour no. and a half hour. I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, you. I think so from what I can remember.
1: Right. But it was um, like a small town, like a village kind of yeah, thing?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it might have been near Reading. Okay. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, But yeah, man, it was like they have these weird things. I don't know. They, I don't know. If, so they'd just be like an eating house, probably about 10Ks from the nearest town. And uh, all these rich guys would drive their Ferraris there and stuff No shit Get absolutely blind Talk about all the, the times they cheated on their wife in Europe <laughs> 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 And then drive drunk home And then, then, to then their drive wives. home Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man that's... It was like fucking crazy man It was wild
1: Good tips yeah, good, yeah. Good vibes at the bar, man.
0: It was it was fun. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of us. Uh huh. But we just worked like dogs. Like yeah, we just, we just worked ten out ten or eleven hours a day.
1: And I bet you were just drinking hard as well, like hospitality.
0: A little bit, a little bit. But you, you were that tired, man. You would go. Really? I shared a room with a Hungarian guy, and, <laughs> and they would. They would just drink, and uh, yeah. every now and then we'd have a big one. But really, it was more. Um, it was more just, just work, save you just work, say what you want. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then wait till you're two days off, then go to London, meet up with a friend, get okay. absolutely trolleyed in London yeah. and come home, you know. Cause you grew yeah. up
1: you grew up in country Queensland.
0: Yeah, country, uh, yeah, on the New South Wales Queensland border. Okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah that's, boomer.
1: and that's like when was your first drinking experiences? When did you start drinking?
0: Uh, I was in boarding school and I was late. I didn't want to drink. Oh really? I, I was like, I was like, no, nah, I don't want to drink. Yeah. And then, fair enough. Like, <laughs> your parents always warn you about peer pressure. You are like, I'll never be that soft. Yeah. I'll never yeah, get yeah. into peer pressure. Uh-huh. And I was quite sturdy to it until I was like sixteen or seventeen, and there'd be these school dances uh, where you know they would have it with the the girl as well, the girls' school as well. Oh, so
1: you were in a guy's school. I was in, in a boys' Brisbane?
0: school uh, in uh, Tamworth. Tamworth. Okay. This fucked uh, agricultural town. Right. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so you just used to go there. We used to drink like uh, ca- I think we had half a cask of wine each. It was like Moselle,
1: yeah, okay. or Fruit
0: Alexia, yeah,
1: Fruit Alexia, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: uh, I remember drinking and thinking I was cool, sharing it with a guy. I Probably had two, two or three cups and went to the dance. And I think, I think when you first drink, yeah, you're drunk, yeah, but you're like. I think it's most of you making making believe that you're drunk. Yeah, totally. it's you making. I you're am like, you're drunk like right. Acting, and yeah, you're acting excited. it out. Yeah, you're excited. It's awful. It's. <laughs> it's I'm also, so ashamed of it. You're ashamed of it.
1: What, you're ashamed of it. What you're ashamed of, like the acting and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, really, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I guess it's just a part of like because the first time you. Well, for uh, for me, the first time I drank was also probably like one of the first times that I was ever like free, really free. You know, you're like, you're young, but you're a kid. You're around your parents. You're always supervised. And then the first few times that you're unsupervised, you're like, we're going to have a drink. So the excitement of drinking is also mixed in with the excitement of just like, man, we can do anything. No one's looking at us, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there is that. Yeah, man. No, it was... and uh, I think it's because I had a few experiences tasting beers and I hated it. Yeah. I hated the taste of beer. Uh-huh. And then uh, I was, I'd done some work or something for a, a guy that my auntie was going out with and we went to the pub and she bought me a beer, a little beer.
1: Ooh, yes. And
0: uh, I remember it tasting good. You mm-hmm. know? But yeah, most of the time when you're young, it's just looking at the bottle to see if it's empty. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be like,
1: please, can it be done? Please. Yeah, man. I just want
0: to get to the rum and cokes. The rum <laughs> and cokes were like my salvation. Oh, you, you know. loved
1: it. Man, I, I think I've even said this on the pod before, but like I used to have two of his extra drives with my one and I would go to high school parties, drink them, and then go for a piss. And while I was like pissing in the bushes, be like surreptitiously like pouring the beer out because I wanted people to think that uh, I was drinking the beer, yeah. but I hated the taste so much. Oh, man.
0: It's humans are so ridiculous.
1: <laughs> we're the worst
0: like- people on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're the worst species. We're the worst uh, species. We're the worst species. <laughs> Imagine just making yourself hate something, and then later on go, "Why am I drinking? It's taking all of my money." Yeah, <laughs> I'm putting on weight. It fucks my diet up.
1: <laughs> what was the What was the dance like for you? So you went to the dance with the other school, the girls, like yeah, the guys and the yeah. Girls.
0: I remember it, it was a real big one. That everyone drank at. Um, yeah. I think 38 people got suspended or
1: something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I
0: still remember that. But yeah, it was like two two guys, I think, got expelled and then 30. Oh, wow. 38 For people. What it kind was just of stuff? like, just drinking before the dance. Right. Yeah. People were too drunk. Yeah, Yeah. So it was like, People were looking for factions.
1: Yeah, okay. You know, the
0: teachers were, like, looking for moles. Like, are you the mole? Like, everyone would go, oh, man, are you the mole? It was, like, prison, you know? Really? Like, the teachers are
1: going, like, do you reckon those guys are drunk kind of thing?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, they were like, I was drinking in a room, and then they would go, well, we'll expel you if you... If you don't tell us who else was in the oh room. Oh, my
1: God. And, and then, then everyone gets suspended.
0: So my room somehow got off scot-free. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. There who, was like 10 blokes in there, yeah. yeah sick. In yeah, your yeah. room
1: with the – Oh, no, sorry. In the dorms, in, yeah. In the dorms.
0: Yeah, 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 man. So uh, it was crazy. It That's was a, fucking
1: wild. Uh, <laughs> and then after that, you're going to like – is it more dancers? You just get into that rhythm of drinking?
0: Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah, I can't remember it too well, but I remember, uh, yeah, dr- drinking um, – uh, sometimes, yeah, not not all the time, but uh, f- liking it, yeah. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. Did you go to uni after school?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I went to went to college. I went to uh, Sydney uh, to, at a graphic design college.
1: Sick. How was that? Uh,
0: yeah, man, it was great. Did it you was, enjoy it? Yeah, I did enjoy it. I was, I guess, I, I, I don't. This is probably everyone, but I feel like, I'm, a lot later in life, I've f- I figured myself out. Uh-huh. But until then, I was. Around those times, I was so confused. Did you, you know, think- like I was never complained about it or anything, but yeah. I never knew. I, I tried to apply for jobs at KFC and stuff, and I, I never heard back from people you or whatever. I that. never, I didn't know how to write a resume. I didn't know how to look after myself. I didn't yeah, know how yeah, to. Yeah. And took, I still don't in a way, but <laughs> it's better now. I can still look at things and go, okay, I, you know, but I it, was fucking, it was fucking, it was a hard slog, you know, like, really? I didn't really know who I was at all, like yeah. how I should dress, you know, there was, I was into heavy metal and stuff, but I didn't really want to dress like a metalhead. And, and then there was, I was kind of getting into hip hop at the time. Yeah. And hip hop was big around then, like Nelly and all that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. when it was coming into the, I guess, the mainstream.
1: Sure like the 2000s and like uh, yeah. uh, was the Get Rich or Die Trying" dude? Yeah, yeah, um, 50 Cent. 50 Cent, that's right. So
0: I just remember being very confused. I'm so impressionable. Yeah, like really. you could give me a, a magazine on yachts and then all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like, I'm all about yachts. That's, <laughs> all, that's all I'm talking about. Yeah. So if I was surrounded by these guys at graphic design college and they were like, hey. but I still kind of bought, I guess, country drinking to them. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's go out and get – you know, I remember one time my mate, he had a hot it up Nissan Pulsar and yeah. he took me for a cruise. Uh-huh. He's like, let's go for a cruise. Yeah. You know, I drive around. Yeah. And it was so boring to me. Really? I'm like, what, you know, there's no drinking? <laughs> like, what the hell is going We're on? We're just driving this car. Yeah, you are just driving this car around Man, the city. you
1: know what? This actually chimes well with something that I've. you've had like a few things because we've known each other for like seven years, eight yeah, years, yeah, something yeah. like that, a long time. And uh, fuck, maybe, maybe like 10 years. Anyway... I remember once you said to me, because I was talking about partying, drinking and like chasing girls and stuff mm. and being like, you know, it's a, like it was a few years ago. And I just i said something about how it was a problem for me. I always get drawn into that kind of world. Yeah. And I remember you said when you were growing up all your mates would talk about like that they went on holiday and do like, you know, big dick stories about like their exploits, about like, man, I was with this girl and I took all these drugs and I was drinking and it was so sick. Everyone telling those stories and then you went away to Europe And lived like that for like a month or something. You did like a trip and all this. And then you came back and you told all your mates those stories. And you were like, man, I was sleeping on couches. And I was trying to hook up with girls every night. And you said your mates kind of looked at you like, oh, man, we were just kind of saying that to try and be cool. But we weren't actually really doing that. And you said something about like, yeah, it was almost like you did it for them. And then you came back and they were like, no, we didn't do that.
0: Man, that's exactly true. Yeah. Yeah, I went to South America for like nine months. Or oh, I I'd traveled a bit later on. All my mates did it when they were like 18, 19. they're uh-huh. like, Man, we fucking did this. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're we with you know, girls and we got drunk every night uh-huh. and and we slept on couches and we slept in the street and stuff and I did that for nine months <laughs> in South America. Like yeah, yeah. crazy. Right. Crazy like, just stuff. crazy stuff. Going to metal concerts by myself, uh-huh. everything. They, a lot of them they went with friends and stuff. Yeah, I was like, man, I went to a metal concert. I hung out with the band, just like what you got. And they're like, oh, we kind of, we just kind of saw the band on the way out. So, <laughs> so yeah, man, it was incredibly misleading. <laughs> and yeah, I was that. That made me into a psycho. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was, they
1: what they like looked at yeah, you yeah, like this guy's unhinged.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it man, it happened at boarding school as well. Really. Um, all the, you'd all sit in the dorms, you'd all talk about like um, crazy shit, like paddock bashes, like driving around in a car and uh-huh. they're like, we did a jump this big, yeah, did a jump this big and I didn't get a paddock basher until later on, we got this, my brother and I got this 1986 Toyota station wagon. Sick. And we were like, we built this track that was, we thought was pretty cool, but. We thought, well, it doesn't compare to any of the guys at boarding school or whatever. We had jumps and, yeah. you know, things. And uh, then I bought four or five mates out to to go cotton chipping. Right. Because we were on a cotton farm and he chipped the, the weeds out of the cotton. Okay. And uh, took them around this track and they were screaming. <laughs> they were like, this is the scariest thing <laughs> we've ever been on in our whole life. <laughs> like like my, my mate, you know, he was a tough guy. Uh-huh. Mike, he was like just screaming in the middle. I was like, don't you guys... Isn't this the paddock basher thing? And they're like, not like this. This is this is <laughs> well, insane. so? You
1: were like taking a real car, like an actual full size car, over jumps.
0: Yeah, yeah, jumps, and we had all these corners. <laughs> like, because my dad, we were, we weren't. My dad never owned a farm; he right. just managed them. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, he couldn't get the machinery or a paddock basher because it was all his safety stuff. But every now and then he'd give us a tractor or a slasher and he'd be like, yeah, make a track. Right. You know, go crazy. Yeah, and yeah, my brother yeah. was really good at it, you know. Real. And uh, yeah, so then we just built these rally car tracks. Wow. And yeah, yeah. So pretty yeah. Ve- It'd have
1: to be pretty big, hey? Like a whole paddock?
0: Yeah, oh, man, we had so much room. It was 40,000 wow. acres, the farm. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just, we just uh, had the world was our oyster. So yeah, man. Yeah, I was very impressionable. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, like I wasn't. I was never a drug guy. Uh huh. And then, uh, yeah, I think with comedy that came. Even later even
1: on. in South America.
0: Yeah, no, it was annoying. Nothing. My brother's like so much quieter than me and more chill. Uh-huh. Uh
1: huh.
0: He's the opposite of me, really. He. Um, uh, but he took it in a jail. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in Bolivia, ju- uh, oh, in uh, the Colombia, di- and then the jail tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. not
1: not the Bolivia one though. Not the one that that guy wrote the book about. Martin powder. Yeah, or yeah. Was that one?
0: No, I wanted to go to that because I'd read that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted to go, but it was closed. At the time, to I was
1: I was over there in twenty eleven, twelve, and I, as a volunteer. And one of the guys, like the local guys, who you know, you get set up with a volunteer agency, and then there's some locals, and they take you doing all this. One of the guys, his name was Freddie, Bolivian dude, just the dodgiest guy, like really lovely dude, but you could tell he's like got some connections. But this is his job, so he puts on the front of like, you know, I'm a I'm a normal cunt. And uh, he asked me and another dude once if we wanted to go visit this prison. And I fucking turned him down. I can't even remember why. Maybe I was like hanging out with my girlfriend. I had some trip or some stupid reason. And then like nine months later, moved to Melbourne, living in a hostel. And this this Irish guy gave me that book, Marching Powder. And I read the whole thing. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh, fuck. This is... The yeah. jail that that yeah. guy was offering for me to go to, yeah, and I fucking turned it down.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. man. Yeah, you might have been lucky though, because there's a few. I, I remember there being a few uh,
1: like horror stories.
0: Uh, yeah, guys that like scam scammers. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, getting into right, the jail. Right, or right. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But man, that's that's wild. Yeah, no, no, it was. Um, I remember uh, being in Chile and. Just stayed at this hostel. There was this place, Valparaiso, and it was sick. Oh, it was I went like,
1: there, man. Yeah, totally, with all the graffiti.
0: Yeah, man, yeah. all the different colored houses. Yep. And you'd go to the gay bars there, and they played all like Depeche Mode, uh, all all new wave kind of stuff. Sick. And it was sick, man. It was the best time ever. And I just parted like five or six nights in a row. And yeah. the, the guy who owned the hostel, he was just coming out with me. And he's like, man, I've never seen someone go crazy like this. This is... <laughs> this is awesome, you know, and we just, uh yeah, we just stayed up all day or whatever, and yeah. we do whatever we wanted, and it was, it was awesome, man. It was great, you know, hanging out with bands and stuff. And I was tall with a blonde afro, <laughs> so, so I just, just stuck like, out like a totem guy. pole, yeah, yeah. Man. And people like you probably encountered this, man. I reckon. And Che Guevara said this in his book as well. Right, Chilean people, the friendliest people on earth, sure. in, in my opinion. Like yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You, you would sit. At a table by yourself, and they would turn around and go, "Why are you sitting by yourself?" Like, oh man, like come just and crazy, sit with us. you know, just awesome, man. I
1: actually had an experience in a different place in Chile, but same thing. Stayed at this hostel with my girlfriend at the time, and uh, we, me and just her, were just there. And the owner of the hostel was yeah, this like fifty year old Chilean guy who would sleep all day, wake up at midday, give someone at the hostel money to go buy food. And they would come back and he'd pay them to like cook for everyone. And then he would wake up again at like seven yeah. and eat dinner and then take everyone out. And that was just his life. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? man.
0: Yeah, no, that was my life in Argentina.
1: Do you? Here's here's yeah. the question then. Do you reckon, because you said all your friends were like, did all this stuff and that kind of influenced you, but do you reckon you would have done that if it wasn't for your friends? Do you reckon your friends telling all those stories kind of made you go, fuck, that's what you have to do. And if they didn't, you would have had a different experience?
0: Yeah, man, I do feel bad about it. Uh, like, I do feel bad sometimes that I was so weak. Really, I was so impressionable.
1: It's funny that your parents said uh, about peer pressure, and you were like, "Nah." And then here, you're like, "Man, I was so impressionable."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was it was idiotic, you know, to uh, to to party so hard or whatever. Um, and sometimes, like most of the time, I liked it. Uh, in South America and stuff or, Yeah All over there It was it was awesome times It yeah, was yeah. the best I, I don't regret anything at all However There's some times when You know you, I got back from there And you're doing comedy and stuff And living this crazy life mm-hmm. uh, in, in Melbourne And all that kind of stuff That I should have Put my head down and worked Right. Or you know, like on I think comedy, it would have fit. Yeah, on comedy or yeah. creative things. Okay. Where I just there wasn't I wasn't in the in the environment to foster that. So I worked on farms yeah. after a graphic design. I worked in graphic design for a bit. Yeah. Made no money. Mm-hmm. Came back. I was on eight hundred and seventy dollars a week after tax. Wow. Driving a tractor on a farm. Yeah, okay. So I just wasn't, and then I saved up all this money, and I'm like, that's it. Everyone else has traveled. I might as well travel. Yeah. But then also, I was very um, resilient in some ways. Like, uh, I didn't like drugs at the time. So I remember going, I, I never took any interest in history or education. But going around the whole of South America, that's all I did. I went to like five museums a day.
1: Yeah, and
0: uh, I remember, I remember there was one victory. I talked to an Australian guy, and I was like, "Man, how how is Machu Picchu, like the lost city? You know, there. You know, it was awesome. I was seeing three galleries a day. You know." um and he's like oh man i was just doing coke for 6 weeks then. <laughs> i just did coke for 6 weeks did yeah, not dude. see one museum man and I'm, uh, you know yeah.
1: yeah i'm so glad that i did that stuff as well cuz it is so easy i totally yeah. i only just managed to get to that stuff cuz i was spending so much money on just drinking and taking drugs but then you get back and it's like if you didn't go there what the fuck are you doing yeah you, you know? yeah
0: man no I, I was i was happy about those things yeah, you know seeing it. those things but, yeah, yeah, no, I do I, – I, I think definitely in, in – there was – I just wasn't in a I, – I remember I worked on farms and I'd have a creative idea. This was way before comedy. Mm-hmm. i go, oh, yeah, what about this? So should write that idea down or something and then – if you told someone about it, you you sounded like a weirdo,
1: right? About so, the idea,
0: yeah. About the you know. So you're just like, what it wasn't kind of foss- ideas are you having? You know, things for movies or cartoons mm-hmm. or whatever. Or I didn't, I didn't have any idea how uh-huh. to make them or whatever. But I knew I wanted to do something creative, and yeah. I think it was like, I think you you go on that path anyway. But it would have been good to go on that path through a creative channel, right? Rather than just go and. You know, like I love that I do comedy, and I can see new things and experience new things through comedy, right? Rather than just walking into a place blindly,
1: right? Just buying a ticket to South America, yeah, just
0: getting a ticket and just going. You know, I think that's far more, far more uh, engaging, and you get to know the people or whatever.
1: I guess that's just being young. Hey, you're just kind of rudderless, and you are just going around with no real purpose.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, as I said before, I didn't know who I was, but also (laughs) I was like. I should have stayed home drawing and stuff, yeah. Like because I liked it, yeah. I did like it. I liked drawing by myself, yeah. Listening to heavy metal, or whatever. But I just had FOMO. Uh-huh. I was like, someone out there is having a good time, <laughs> and I got to go. I got to get that good time, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. I wish. I think that being out there or whatever that did create a mindset uh-huh. that was. Terrible.
1: At what point did you shift? Because you're super focused on comedy now and you're great, you know, and all the creative stuff you do seems like, oh, I mean, I don't know if focus is the right word, yeah. but your <laughs> output is great, you know, <laughs> and you're clearly having the ideas and following through with them. And I mean, you've been doing it long enough. Mm. At what point does that shift? Is there, is there some point when you're just like, oh, when, when, because at that, you know, you're like drinking, partying, whatever, doing yeah, that. Yeah. Is there some kind of thing that makes you shift towards comedy?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, man. I think it. Um, years ago, I've I've hated promoting. I still do. Mm-hmm. I'm still not good at it. But I hated promoting myself. I hated all all of that stuff to do with it. But then you see acts that where you go as good as the lineup as them. Yeah. But you know you can't. You can only compare what the audience says. There's yeah. no, there's no better or or worse comic, in my opinion. Totally. Um, but yeah, I was like, well, far out. I should really, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. I should really uh, focus. And if these people are doing it, that are right, getting as like good making, as reaction as money. me. Or
1: like, are you talking about the career or are you talking about in the room, the reaction?
0: Well, I just felt, felt I was like, why isn't anyone coming to my shows? Right. And then I thought, why would anyone come to my shows? Yeah. You know, like you, you go from this, I don't know, this shit attitude where you're like, <laughs> why is isn't the, anyone coming to my shows? Yeah, I'm as yeah, good yeah. as anyone else. And you go, hang on. Why? Yeah. Why would anyone come?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that was good, man. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I, I, I'd still, I still love a beer, and still love, and probably do it too much. You uh-huh. know, I put, put social life before work too uh-huh. much, but now I'm like. No, if it's a work thing and uh, if, if the universe is telling me yeah. to do that thing, I just yeah. go and do it.
1: Man, you know? I actually remember another story that you told me, I think, about Dum Dum Club when you were yeah. first on Dum Dum Club. Yeah. And it was in maybe Thailand mm. and mm. you got there and they were all drinking and you decided to go back to the hotel and like rest up and like not drink so that you could go be really good on the pod. Do you remember that story?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, it was uh, – there was there – was There was that in the stand up, Um, I, I, uh, and this is the thing I've been thinking about lately, man, because it's great because it was a stand up gig that we all had to do, and everyone wore shorts. Yeah, you know, it was like we were
1: drunk. Just like on holiday. Just on holiday,
0: totally understandable. But I thought, oh, hang on, I've really, this is a good opportunity. Yeah. I really got a show that I can to do To really kill in
1: front of these because that's a little Dumb Dumb Club, big podcast, they take their audience over to Thailand and they do this like week of shows and stuff.
0: Yeah, man, yeah. And so that
1: audience don't really know you at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I put, I put some pants on <laughs> um, and, yeah, straightened up a bit. Yeah. Focused on what I was going to do. And, yeah. Yeah, really, really took that opportunity. You know, I kind of... Uh, it's cool you bring that up, man, because I was thinking about it, Like we're doing heaps of showcase spots at night. Yeah. And there's a gig that I did the other night that was like, there was no walk-on music, pretty big audience. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm just like going through the motions. I'm watching other people go through the motions. Yeah. And my mates that are all at our kind of level, yeah. they're like, yeah, you do this gig, it pays well, it kind of sucks. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. And then going into it. Like just two moments before, I was like, Oh, I really I'm really lucky to do this. Like this is really Yeah. I really gotta do this hard. Like, pull yourself together, mate. You're you're doing the end of the show. This isn't just some gig. Right. This is an opportunity. This is great. Yeah. And it was awesome, man. You, you know, did, and just,
1: you did well. You like told yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think you get sometimes you get too many gigs.
1: Yeah, sure. I
0: think you got to really appreciate them.
1: Man, yeah. it's so it's such a great thing when you can have a moment of real appreciation or like humility and be like, I'm very lucky to be here and be doing this thing. Mm. Yeah, totally.
0: Mm. Also, when you have the ability. Yeah. Like not knowing that you have the ability uh-huh. to really crush it. Yes. To really pull it out, and if it doesn't go well, who cares? You've yeah. you've you've yelled as hard as you can, and you've got into it as hard as you can.
1: Man, my thing with stand up that I think about, like, um, I think, because you know, I'm like, I, we're we're kind of similar in that we're just doing it, and I I feel like you're going to do stand up forever, you know, mm. whatever happens. And uh, I think people, anyone who goes to a show, they just want to see something great. They yeah. just want to see something, that they're, whatever it is, that makes them go like, wow, that's amazing yeah. that I got to see that. And the best thing is seeing someone who loves the thing that they do and they've been doing it forever and they're really proficient at it and then you just get to watch them and be in the room while they enjoy the thing that they love, that they've worked for decades to be good at. I want to get to that point where yeah. you can just go on stage and just show everyone, I love this thing and I'm so good at it. And here it is.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. It's like, uh, I don't know. I just, I always have regrets about, but you know, sometimes you're on a lineup and you're like, look, I'm just going to do this. I've never really been like that. I'm like, I want to, I want to go as hard as I can mm-hmm. and I want to do this. However, you make a mistake or you're underprepared yeah. and then you watch that be someone else. Yeah. You watch like the other person. And you're like, fuck! They've made a really good opportunity here to do something good. Totally. Like they, you know, uh, years ago I had a great set prepared. Yeah. And it was for like late night, uh, on a Thursday. You know that that, that showcase thing at the festival club. Yeah, yeah. And I had a really good set prepared, and then um, uh, we're bloody, um, Sam Campbell goes on before me. Uh huh. He's got Goxie on. He's got all these props done. Buries me mm-hmm. Like buries me so bad Wow And I like that's no fault I, I was trying my best But I went yeah. out there And I still did okay But no, no one would have remembered it
1: Because they and just saw Sam Campbell Just fucking annihilate the room yeah, yeah, yeah
0: And you know He's preparing and stuff And I'm I'm having a couple of beers And we're all right. bitching about s- stuff you yeah, know? yeah, yeah And I'm like Fuck That yeah. was so stupid you Yeah, know? yeah I always think of the Randy Feltface, Like Heath McIver Like uh-huh. That guy rules so hard. Like yeah. any gig I've done, you see that guy, and he's walking around looking up. One time we did a gig with him in Ballarat, and he's looking up the history of Ballarat, and he's trying <laughs> wow. to look for all this stuff and keep it organic. And I'm like, yeah, that's
1: yeah. so cool, man. You know, that's and really cool. and when
0: it's that when it's you when you're that person, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, I did a gig with uh, with Quanny and Brett in um, in Hobart. Okay, and uh, hard gig, really big. High ceiling, and
1: yeah, yeah, not a good room.
0: I was scared. We'd all we'd all been on the drink the day before, yeah. And, you know, we were taking it, and and I, and I just was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and and just get, go hard at this and try to think of stuff and yeah, be in the moment, yeah, and focus on it. And sure, it it was my first ever good gig there. Oh, really? You know, it was really good. Yeah. yeah, it was really really good, and it stood out from the rest. And it was all from just like, okay. This doesn't look good. Yeah, mates are sitting around having beers. Totally. I've got to nerd out and fucking just try and get all the words to this right, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it was good, you know.
1: Man, I do want to talk quickly about um, the um, the cancer that you were talking about before, because so it sounds like alcohol is something that, from the way that you're talking about it now, it's something that at times gets in the way of you and what you want to do, but you still enjoy it and you love doing it. And that's your relationship with it for most of your life. And then you got cancer a couple of years ago and you had to get chemo mm. and it changed your relationship to drinking.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of moments in my life where uh, my relationship was changed. I remember another time I was in uh, Koh Samui. Mm-hmm. And, um,
1: in Thailand. In Thailand. Yep.
0: And uh, I was with a bunch of great comics, you know, Brett, uh, Becky Lucas, uh, Adam Knox and stuff. And I was like... Oh, wow, this is so good. And I was doing my my sets, but I wasn't really doing that well in the sets. I was doing okay. Yeah. And I was one of the, you know, standout crazy members. But then I had like a moment of real, uh, like, I don't know, just a real moment of clarity. Right. I was just like, hang on. Look, I know I'm crazy and mm-hmm. I'm a weird guy. Yeah. But I've, people have got to take me seriously on some level. Yes. On some level. Yeah. You People do still have to be take be
1: the best version of that guy.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I um, for, for some and plus I was on an all time bender then, <laughs> uh, just, just you know, and uh, yeah, and then I travelled out through Malaysia and all that kind of stuff, and for some reason it changed my whole mindset of drinking, and I didn't drink or have sugar really, really? for like, uh, what four or five months on end. I'd have a drink every night. Now- I never. I'm never a guy that says I've quit. Totally. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because I think
0: that's the biggest trap. You just put uh-huh. too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I did. Um, I did stop, and uh, yeah, it changed my life. Yes. Yeah, you know, it was really good, man. And to be in that mindset, uh, was and to keep that mindset going, is so. I, I'm so proud of you, man, for keep it going because it's so hard to keep it going.
1: Thanks, bro. You know.
0: Like and then slowly you just have one beer. Oh man, that tastes good. Yeah, I am yeah, more and more. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're back on the
1: track. Yeah, my whole thing, I guess, is like I never say I say I've quit. I don't drink yeah. anymore. Yeah. But I'm never. I've never gone. I'm never drinking ever again in my life. Mm. But it's just like I don't drink right now. I I don't have any plans to drink in the future. Mm. But maybe one day I will drink again. Mm. And like a couple times, like I had. My great auntie got me a bottle of sherry when I was born to drink on my 21st birthday. Yeah. But we didn't get to drink it until the Christmas after I quit. Mm. I went with my mom around her house. We had a glass of this 28 at the time, 28-year-old sherry with my fucking, you know, my grandpa's sister. Yeah. And that was just a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm glad to break my sobriety yeah. to have this. And she's like since passed away but I still have that memory of that day with her. It was like a really good memory, you know? So things like that. My best mate's getting married in Greece yeah. on an island. His family owns a vineyard. I'll probably have a glass of wine. That's what
0: alcohol is for. Yes. It's for those good moments. Yeah. And it, and then, uh, yeah, then I did chemo. Um, but a few times in between then before after that, I did try to quit for a while and I found it nearly impossible. Really? Yeah, I, I felt I, I was really worried for a while All because right. I had a different... I wanted to drink to just take the edge off sometimes. Yeah, but really, I liked beer. Mm-hmm. I love the taste of it. I yeah. love craft beers. Yeah, man, I love them totally, like, and they're really nice. Yeah, and it's a really nice way to take the edge off. Uh huh. Um, even if I just have one that's like eight percent, just that yeah. little bit of haze over your mind. Yeah, sure.
1: You're just
0: like yes, this is so great. Um, but. I found that sometimes I would be drinking and I was like, I didn't even want this. Right. I didn't even want this beer.
1: You're just drinking out of habit.
0: I'm just drinking out of a habit, yep. which is terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the worst way to drink. Totally. Like, even if you don't feel like it, you're just still doing yeah, it. Yeah,
1: there should be a, a level of mindfulness or like you're making a decision. Whatever you're doing, you should be making a decision about it, I y- think. Yes, exactly,
0: yeah. man. Yep, yep. So uh, then I did, yeah, chemotherapy uh, and, yeah, I just – didn't feel like drinking at all. Yeah.
1: Is that and the thing? So do they tell you that you're not allowed to drink or is it just something that happens?
0: Um, yeah, you're not – yeah, it's some. It's it's a bit of both. Right. They say, oh, you can have a drink every now and then or whatever uh, if you want to, but your immune system is way down and uh, – right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're prone to infection in your stomach. Okay. All that kind of stuff. But they were like, yeah, you can have a drink if you want. We just say don't probably do right. it. Right, you know? right. So – but it does taste weird. Everything tastes weird. I went off coffee. Wow. Went off everything. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, There's some some foods you can't eat. You'll eat in the first round of chemo, and then you can't eat them again for like five months. Wow. Yeah, people were go, mate. Don't eat uh, any foods you really love uh-huh. during chemo because you will hate them. After that uh, Yeah a guy said I couldn't eat avocados For 10 years Whoa Yeah Because yeah, it yeah. just
1: fucks With the taste for you yeah. And you have that memory
0: Yeah Yeah man yeah, yeah. yeah I don't really have I have that memory sometimes Of like deodorant I was using at the time Or shampoo And uh-huh. I'm like Oh god Fuck that was a horrible time Wow I, Yeah I watched that uh, TV show Severance Which I love But I can't I couldn't watch the credits because yeah. I'm like, oh, it reminds me of such a bad time.
1: It was that the whole four or five months was just really tough. Yeah, man. really tough, man. Oh yeah. my God, you don't really man.
0: feel like yourself. Yeah, um, you're in a weird, uh, weird hazy zone where you don't know what is real. Whatever, it's really? it's, weird. It, it's weird. You're too tired to watch TV. Yeah. Too tired to do anything. You just lay in bed.
1: You just and, lay yeah. there and you just like count the minutes, or is it kind of like a dream?
0: Yeah, you do. You kind of count the minutes. Sometimes you just sitting there going, "Like I just want to die." This is so. I've never felt so nauseous in my life. Yeah. And okay. You try to go for a walk. You're too tired to do that, uh-huh. you're, or you're too cold, or yeah, it's. You just want to lay in bed with the lights off.
1: Wow. You
0: know, no. Yeah. Some some things can make you feel sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You put you put a movie on. Watch the first 10, 15 minutes. Keep falling asleep during it. And right. That, that was kind of yeah.
1: And there was nothing that really gave you like relief.
0: No, only fresh apple juice. Some yeah, there was a place near me that had fresh apple juice. That would yeah. give me a relief. Yeah. Sometimes food would. Uh huh. You know, you'd have three or four days of chemo, then you'd have three or four days to get over it. And just on that last day is when things kinda of felt a bit nice again. Kinda mm. you could enjoy things, but it took the enjoyment out of everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah.
1: about like smoke do some people smoke weed?
0: Yeah, man, I have weed oil. That was great. Okay. That was, that was good sometimes because you're like, well, I'm sitting around and might as well be high. Yeah. And it's good to get your appetite back. Nice. So that was good. Yeah, that was really good. I still do uh, weed now, like gummies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. to To just some – because I used to have a beer to uh, – or a, a drink after a gig to wind me down because sometimes I'd be so hyped up. Totally, when you dude, have a great the adrenaline, gig, adrenaline. I don't know how you do it, man. I, I, I
1: go, I fucking eat pizza and shit late at night. Yeah, That's yeah. my thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some kind of just like the fat that something you just it, you got to put something in your body to just be like calm me down off of this high. Man, exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. So uh, yeah, so that so after that, and then I did Dry July to kind of raise money for the hospital at nice. uh, St. Vincent's and. Um, yeah, they asked me to be an ambassador for that, and I was like, "Hell yeah, I'll do that." That's sick. And uh, it was it was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. And also my um, my partner, we after I finished chemo, we went to a wedding, and uh, I was still kind of cold from the chemo; I couldn't get warm. Mm-hmm. And I was there. We went to Adelaide, and we rushed it a bit. I probably shouldn't have went. I didn't feel that good. Right. But she was drunk. And everyone around you was drunk and you're like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, I I hate drinking, you know, I couldn't get into it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that swore me off drinking for a long time. Nice. Yeah, I didn't drink for like two or three months after that. And it was nice, man. And then then I had a really good relationship with alcohol after that. I was like, oh, wow, I'm just getting the taste for alcohol again. Yeah. Went out on a boat ride with my partner and we're drinking beers and we're loving it. I'm loving the taste. Uh Uh-huh. And then, man, I went on like a two-week bender, like just not a huge, you know, just getting back around midnight yeah. or one in the morning or mm-hmm. having a few at the bar. And it was the best. It was so good because I appreciated drinking again. Yeah. I don't regret that bender at all. I don't yeah. regret that.
1: Because sometimes know, just... that, because you choose to do it, right? If you're yeah. like, yeah, man, I'm going to have a bender. Mm. It's, it's so fun.
0: It's so fun, man. It's so
1: fun. It is.
0: So, yeah, man, that was that was great. That's great, bro. I really enjoyed it. And uh now I can, I can go off the drink yeah, kind of whenever I want, as long as I'm focused. Yeah. If I've got nothing to do. Yeah. But if I'm working, like, I, sometimes I work a job where I pick up big fabric rolls and very physical, <laughs> like very heavy work. Yeah. And then when I'm focused on that and stand up, I don't need to drink. Totally. You know, I just come back and I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm ruined. You know, I'm on uh, that train.
1: I, uh, I reckon we're almost done, but yeah. I want to ask you, what do you think of this wine now that we've been drinking it for a bit?
0: Man, I am loving this. You're loving it. Yeah, I could not think of anything worse, an alcohol-free wine.
1: <laughs> but you're into I it. I was
0: like, when you pull that bottle out, I was like,
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I asked you to do the pod, you're like, I'm going to be drinking a fucking real beer, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but you like, do you like it? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I, I find it like a, it's a little bit sweet, I think. It is quite sweet. It is sweet. And that's juicy. why I like it. Yeah, you yeah, like yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's the apple juice. Maybe that's because mm. <laughs> you said that was what got you through chemo.
0: Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. No, no, that is that is really nice. But
1: it does have a little bit of the dryness yeah. of wine, you know?
0: I think you would... That would be a really good thing if you just took it and you wouldn't feel, um yeah, you wouldn't feel alone or anything like
1: that. Uh, that's what I use it for. Yes, to not feel alone amongst the other people drinking. Which is terrible. It's, nice. in itself. Oh, it's an awful thing. You can't drink water or <laughs> old so, Coke. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two separate people on the podcast have said that if they see someone at a party drinking a can of Coke, it's like. That, uh, that's like a red flag, you know? They're like, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, like a creep. Or yeah, 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 or man, yeah, sure. yeah,
0: yeah, 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 man, for sure. Yeah, 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 no, no. Um, so yeah. you're into it, bro? Yeah, I'm loving that. Yeah, man, yeah. I, the um, My dad used to drink Han Light. Han Light. Yeah. And I would come back from the farm and, you know, Forex Gold. Yeah. A Which is a lot. It's a mid, yeah. uh, I would have that. You'd probably take about four or five of them to, i oh, probably take two or three to give you a little little kick, a little yeah. buzz. But the pr- premium lights never gave you a real buzz yeah. at all. You need about 20 of them. <laughs> and uh, so that turned me off alcohol-free drinks. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm like, I need that little kick. Yeah, totally. Like, it's, it's
1: sad, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, well, look, man, do you got anything you want to plug? Uh, uh, this will probably be out in June, something like that.
0: No, I just do the Phone Hacks podcast, Terrible Terrible podcast Great podcast uh, Love being on there Yeah yeah hopefully, You're one of our fave guests Hopefully
1: some of the people From Phone Hacks Will be listening to this I hope
0: Yeah 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 Hopefully I haven't been in, I've, I, I try to be funny sometimes Other times I'm just too insightful I'm Oh man this it.
1: is great I've, oh, okay. I've, this, I think this has been A really good conversation
0: Yeah it's been awesome I've really enjoyed it Maybe oh, I should yeah. be insightful more I don't know You're an insightful I don't think, dude I don't think it's I don't, I don't think it's good For anyone else <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Well uh, if you're listening To the pod And you're liking it Please give us five stars On iTunes iTunes or Spotify I'm uh, AidanJonesComedy.com and all across social media Aiden Jones Comedy thanks very much for listening thank you Nick Kappa thanks mate thank you
0: yeah